Ladies and gentlemen, we'll begin our final descent. As we prepare for landing, please make sure your seatbelt is fastened and your seat back and tray tables are stowed. Also this time, please put away all carry-on items, including laptop and devices of similar size for landing. landing. Ladies and gentlemen, prepare to enter Culturama with Diva. Hello, Culturama listeners, and welcome to this exciting episode of Culturama with Diva, where simplicity is the best thing. This program is brought to you by Inner Sanctum Entertainment, LTD, in Trinidad and Tobago. We are Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited, proud sponsor of Culturama with Diva. We encourage you to listen and join us in a journey of cultures, ideas, and innovations as Diva takes us around the world with her guests. An amazing show with an amazing host. We thank you for accepting the challenge of opening your mind. We are Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited and we are a proud sponsor of Culturama with Diva. This segment is called Musical Slash Entertainment Industry. In this segment, I interview party promoters, music producers, songwriters, composers, and so much more. And today, we are journeying to the Caribbean island of St. Lucia. I have the beautiful lady, Miss Nikki Edmonds, but known as Ali Cat, and her producer, Mr. Kevin Monrose. Welcome, lady and gentlemen. Thank you very much for having us. We're very excited to be here. Let me start with Mr. Kevin first. Yeah. Tell us, who are you, Kevin? Man, you know, I'm a chill guy, music producer, artist, you know, just, you know, aspiring in all them positive directions and, you know, always about the creation, always about, you know, giving thanks and just, you know, pushing this talent forward, you know, and, you know, just all the positive stuff. Man. Are you sighted or blind or visually impaired? Well, I'm actually sighted. How did you meet up with Ali Kat and what led you to working with someone who has a visual challenge? Honestly, like I was doing work at a place, you know, and then I heard her playing piano because that's, that's like her main instrument. Apart from her vocals, I heard her playing the piano and, you know, I was so into the playing. I had to find out who I didn't even know it was a woman or a guy was playing, but that was just cool playing. So, you know, later on, I got to talking to her and then we just clicked, you know, and we started, you know, making music not too long after. And then we've been doing it till now. So do you work with other artists as well or just her? Uh, well, we we actually are a band. So we're the Universal Connection. That's what we go by. So we uh, we collaborate with other artists. Uh, nice. Current, yeah, currently we've worked with artists from uh, Nigeria, you know. Nice. UC, Rex Jr., Don Louie, to name a few. Yeah. 
Wow, this is huge. And I was telling Alicat off air last night that um, there is an app coming out and I don't want her to miss the launch. It's okay. Uh, yes, it's a music app coming out where this gentleman by the name of Keshro Spencer, he's the co-founder of this app called Music Net. Um, and the founder is actually blind and is an entertainers like yourself party promoters are able to you know apply on that app and get jobs online and you know it's an amazing app and when it's out i want you guys to jump on there because trust me you're bound to meet lots of musicians far and wide let me ask you kevin what keeps you motivated you know just the breath of life man and you know just you know taking all the bad out and leaving the good in, you know, just positivity. Every day that I'm alive, I see that as an opportunity to, if I didn't do something good yesterday, if I did, if I was successful at, at, at making a beat or uh, I need to touch it up more, today I have life to do it so I could keep going. You know, just being alive is my main motivation, giving thanks to the creator for that. True. So as a businessman, I'm- producer has covid affected your business and what lesson has it taught you um you know when i look at it from that aspect of things uh it really hasn't affected me um on the lines getting outside work outside of my studio yeah because things are kind of tight uh here in san lucia as well as other places but it hasn't really affected my business and uh COVID-19 coming around has actually been an opportunity for, um, like, you know, a lot of, uh, how you say, like, self-exploration. So, you know, it's not like I'd have, like, a whole, like, 80 people come into the studio. You know, I more do, like, transfers online with vocals and all that. And, you know, Nikki really frequents to the studio because she doesn't live too far. So it's, like, it's good. But, like, it hasn't really affected me. But it has taught me that you know you have to take these things serious you know you got to take everything you do serious because you know sometimes when these things come around it's very difficult to really put work down you know tell me about the work in terms of are these artists do you feel like the music of today the music of back then is not recognized today do you feel like these artists are not putting enough work do you feel like too much violence do you feel like these artists are getting too much ahead of themselves. Tell me, what say you in, in, in the entertainment industry? What's going on? We want to know. Well, the way I see it, you know, things obviously are not the same way they were. And uh, the, the funny part about it is that it can be because, you see, back then, a lot of, like, um, producers and artists would come into a studio or into a, a music uh, place, establishment, and really go live, you know? and uh, record a lot of stuff. But you have a lot of stuff nowadays that's done uh, synthetically. And uh, instead of a, a, a live guitar or a live bass, you'd have uh, a piano plugged in and with all those voices and sound like a trumpet or something. And, you know, so a lot of stuff is different from how it was. But then, you know, it's, it's just like, I mean, don't get me wrong, man. Like, Either way, the artists and producers are still putting in work, but I find it's it's like a different vibe to how it was back then because, you know, it was more, it was different.
if I want to come write a song or build a rhythm, tell us how you do the process, how it works. Tell me through that. Yeah, man. Well, um, if you walked into the studio right now and you you uh, wanted to make something, it would be one or two things. If you wanted to create something from scratch, like, okay, uh, play a C major, a G major, and an F major or something like that, and then, you know, play that on the piano or guitar or bass or whatever, and then, you know, build a rhythm on that. Or if you had material that was readily available, like uh, lyrics to a song, find the key that that song was in and, uh, you know, just work towards that. But, you know, the process is usually just making a, a, a beats, creating it, putting down instruments, recording instruments. And, uh, you know, it's it's not really a difficult process at all, you know. It can be finding sounds. It can be a little difficult finding the right sounds for the right uh, modes in the song, but it's okay. I mean, it's like you, you got some drums there. You got whatever whatever needs to be on the song, whatever fits the build, and we just go for that. Do you find that your clients give you trouble? Like, check out this. I don't want this. I don't want that. Do this over. Every client has a mind of their own. All right. I mean, you'll find people recording something right now and then they'll be like, oh, wait, no, that could be done better. But then uh, uh, a producer's job is always to, you know, listen to what the client's got to say, but still uh, put your two cents in, you know, at least, you know, to to make them see how it can make sense, how it can work out, you know, to give that helping hand because sometimes a client might not always know what's best but they know what they want it to sound like you know so there's a lot of of push and pull in in studio work you know it, it the finished product is a really great thing but like in the recording processes it's like you know many takes uh <laughs> you know many breaks because sometimes you know recording can be a little bit overwhelming for certain clients. So, you know, it's just like, you know, always trying to make it comfortable, you know, of the environment. But then, you know, sometimes, you know, it takes time to really get uh, a masterpiece down. How can persons reach out to you for collabs? Man, they can hit me up on Instagram, you know. My handle is I am Kelly in the go. Uh, I got Facebook, Kelly in the go, the producer. There's a the Universal Connection page on Facebook. There's also a Universal Connection YouTube channel. So basically, you know, yeah, WhatsApp, you know, 519-7783, you know, 1758-519-7783. Yeah. Say that number slowly again so that the listeners can catch it. All right. So you put a plus, a plus sign. And then 1758, that's the area code, 5197783. So that's the studio WhatsApp. You can hit me up at that number. Your final piece of advice to those who are in, you know, those who are incoming artists, those who are in the business, but giving up those who want to be in the business or those who are struggling, those who spin around like a gig, what do you want to say to them? <laughs> Man, well, my advice to upcoming artists and producers is just keep pushing forward if this is what you want to do keep pushing forward uh invest time in it invest money in it you know 
burn the midnight oils when you got to, you know, you, you got to stay up for it sometimes and listen and learn, you know, because you got to know what other people are doing out there so you could know how to really do it. And then you can revolutionize and kind of step out of the box and do your own thing. There you have it, folks. Mr. Kevin Juan Rose. This program is brought to you by Inner Santum Entertainment, LTD in Trinidad and Tobago. If you need instrumentals, recording, mixing or mastering, maybe a music video, photo shoot or graphic designing, need bouncy castles, face painting, popcorn, cotton candy or characters for the kids, want to do online or offline promotion, maybe both. Let's print your t-shirts and everything else. Here at Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited, we got you covered. Reach us on FB and Instagram at Inner Sanctum Entertainment LTD, YouTube at Inner Sanctum Entertainment, and Twitter at iSanctum Studios. Or call us at 1-866-338-4123. That's 1-866-338-4123. Let's get to the beautiful Ali Cat. Hi, Ali. Welcome to the program. Hi, hi, hi. Happy to be here. Where did the name Ali Cat came from as your stage name? Okay, well, my second name is actually Allison. Ali for short, and I love cats. So, Ali Cat. How did you lose your vision? Were you born that way? And how did you cope with it? Well, I was actually born that way. Um, the condition is nystagmus. That is where focusing is um, very, very low or none at all. Um, I inherited this condition from my dad. Um, coping with this has not been the easiest, but I learned to make do with the vision that I have. At the time, there wasn't a school for blind or visually impaired students in St. Lucia. Okay, well, when I was age five, I went to the um, School for the Blind in Trinidad and Tobago, where I spent three and a half years there. Um, we would come home for summer break, Christmas break, Easter break, and what have you. Um, that was very challenging for me because I was very close with my mom, especially. So, um, you know, being torn away from my family um, to go to boarding school at such a tender age did not do me well. However, I understood um, the real reason as to why it had to happen. You know, when I when I grew older. Um, while at the school in Trinidad, um, I was a part of the school choir. Um, I really did learn to develop a love for piano, although I never played then. Um, my piano tutor, Mr. Morris Connor, God rest his soul, he was nothing short of a genius um, with the instrument and he was totally blind. But he did not let that stop him from, you know, like um, mastering the piano and playing with ease and exceptional skill. Um, he was a great motivation. Um, every so often I would go up to the pianos and just, you know, touch the keys and just look at them. And, you know, it, it was hypnotizing. It was really something. Mm -hmm. After you finished your education and independence over in Trinidad and Tobago, you mm -hmm. went back to St. Lucia. Take us from there and to the point where you received an electronic keyboard from a certain someone. Tell us about that. Yes, um, from the um, School for the Blind in Trinidad and Tobago. I then came back to St. Lucia where 
we were able to go to school, um, you know, here, well, at home, because by then a special school for blind and visually impaired children was set up, right? Um, thereafter, the education system took a different turn, a new era emerged where um, we, meaning blind and visually impaired children, were actually sent out into the sighted schools so that we could receive um, an opportunity for education like any other child. Um, I then went to the uh, Bokash Senior Primary School. And from there, I actually entered the George Charles Secondary School. Um, I dropped out at age 15 in, in Form 3. But I did not allow that to... Um, allow stagnation for me um i would write songs i'll do a lot of reading i would just preoccupy my myself with quite a number of stuff and eventually i expressed my interest in music to mr anthony avril who is the executive director of the saint lucia blind welfare association and he in turn was very instrumental in me acquiring an electric keyboard where, you know, like I would spend a lot of time just composing and practicing and just, you know, doing stuff. Um, I also spent a short amount of time at the St. Lucia School of Music where I got some piano skills. And, you know, from there, you know, like as time progressed, I joined the United Talent Band as well as the Talented Visually Impaired Band. Um, these two bands comprised of blind and visually impaired persons um i was a lead vocalist with both bands and um a significant amount of exposure you know i that's what i gained you know with the with the bands respectively um then in 2011 i decided to try the calypso genre so i actually joined a calypso tent um named the Socalypso Review Tent. And that was a very, very, very... I mean, this experience was huge. You know, I actually did two songs. I didn't make it through to the finals that year, but I was just testing the waters. And for me, that was good enough. Um, I can tell you that I really did thrill the St. Lucian audience. And, you know, like, out of, of, of St. Lucia, I can guarantee. But in the year 2012, I actually made it all the way to the finals of the national calypso competition yes. right yes thank you <laughs> and that was phenomenal i mean that was just it was it was really something and you know like i competed for like six more years basically well 2011 2012 2013 2014 2017 and 2018 so that was like six years and um the last year that i i competed in was 2018 and I made it through all well to the semi-finals of the competition and that was a year that I will never forget because I really did break outside the box and it was it was just fantastic the experience was indeed fantastic I have to say before we get to the experience of the competitions let's yes. jump back a bit you dropped out of school in 2015 do you mind telling us why no well actually I dropped out at age 15 Right, Thank that was like, yes, no at problem. age 15. Yes. You might tell us why you dropped out. Um, honestly, I could safely say, like, you know, there was like peer pressure 
basically mm. you know kids not understanding you know like me as a person and i i mean i'm not ashamed to say that i allowed that as well as other things to get right. to my head and for that you know i just decided well i didn't i didn't care to take on that but then my advice to people is never allow people to push you in that direction leave if you want to leave make oh. a conscious decision to leave but don't do it because people actually force you into doing it because then you give them your you give you you let you relinquish your power and give it to them and these are just experiences that we learn you know from yes true tell us mm-hmm. about family in terms of support system good vibes and your father whom you said that has a visual challenge visual challenge tell us, tell us about that okay well um i come from a very large family my mom and dad have 11 kids 11 children i'm the third out of the 11 um there were challenges along the way you know like coming from such a large family we try to support each other as best as we could um my brothers i have five brothers all of whom are visually impaired so i could safely say i was closer with my brothers than my sisters because they they you know they happen to understand me a lot more than my sisters but you know like in any family situation i mean you have your feuds and you have like you know squabbles and whatever but my dad um was very instrumental in you know like bringing about a revolution you know when it came to children attending normal school you know so he really i mean he pushed for that to happen and it became a reality he too attended the um school for the blind in trinidad and tobago so i guess i followed in his footsteps um he was actually very um instrumental in a lot of different programs being formed you know here in saint lucia for children with disabilities and that kind of stuff he was once the president of the national council of and for persons with disabilities so he played a he played a monumental role in wow. you know, absolutely brilliant yes really interesting mm-hmm. the, the one thing that struck me a while ago nikki is that you said that your brothers what five of them are visually challenged as well yes jeez yeah and i have one sister with the visual impairment so out of the 11 seven of us have that impairment wow yep what are they doing today as in are they working career professionals that's about them and you know what's the bonding like now especially during this global pandemic well um pretty much my brother i have a brother in america um he actually does keyboards rhythm guitar a bit of bass musicians um, have, again yes i have a brother who does bass professionally well he is he's multi-talented i mean he sings he plays he writes you know that's my eldest brother um he's been on a on a ship for like eons you know that's what he really does um my sisters i have like let's see one two three three sisters over in canada um and my sisters are less musically inclined i think i'm the i'm the girl with the most musical talent you know if i right. should my trumpet. <laughs> do you feel like you would migrate honestly if i had to i would but then ideally speaking i'd want to remain home and just travel and go back home not to you know actually migrate right. although 
I, I, I'm aware of the fact that the opportunities, especially musically speaking, are a lot greater yes. you know, over in yes. these places than here. But um, it can be very challenging, especially being unemployed. So we're going to jump now to the competitions, especially yes. in 2010, am I right? 2012. 2012, I beg your pardon. Yes. My days yes. Here. So mm-hmm. tell us about the experience the good, the bad, the, the bad, the stereotypes. Tell us about um, Like I said, it was a phenomenal experience. Um, I have to say that I have to do a lot of self-talk because the mind tends to play tricks on you. I mean, I was among a lot of quote-unquote veteran Calypsonians, so these people had way, way, way more experience than I did in the, in the arena. But, you know, I came to the conclusion which helped me a lot that um i have what i have they have what they have so i'm going to work with what i have i think a lot of them were very accepting of me and i I, i'm very grateful and thankful to god for that um they tried to help in whatever way they possibly could um some people not very many made negative comments you know it's like People thought that, you know, I was actually given preferential treatment because of my visual impairment, which I never took to heart because that could not have been the case, you know. So it was it was a great experience, I have to say. In yeah. 2018, I made it through to <laughs> um, semifinals. Um, honestly, that was a huge leap that I took. I, I mean, it, it was just really, really something. I sang about, you know, like side chick, right? Being a side chick, if you know what I mean. And so mm-hmm. I actually, yes, I, I I actually accentuated, you know, on, on the theme by by just, you know, going on stage in a bathing suit and fishnet stockings and that what? kind of... Yes, <laughs> I mean, you know, it was, it was something else. I mean, the crowd was just wild, you know, and I had to try to contain myself and say Nikki breathe you know just just do what you have to do don't pay attention to them go up there and sing and perform like you should and just walk off the stage but it was fantastic but I didn't make it through to 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 the the final stage because I think I went down a notch instead of up where dressing was concerned you see when you start when you when you actually give people a taste like that you have to continue it you just have to either you become bolder or wilder or right. which i did not do however mm-hmm. i would have it no other way and that there, there, there was a very legit reason why i could not have dressed how i wanted to then when i think back i'm saying you know what I could have worked around it, but I guess it wasn't meant to be. Would you mind singing one of your songs that you did in the competition? I will do the one, one of those that I made it through to um, the, the the finals with. And the name of it was Who Going to Save She? It's about this young girl who fell into, you know, the rigorous, you know, motions of life. Right. So it goes like... She always alone, no parents at home. Naturally, Maria started to roam. They have no money, she always hungry. She become a woman prematurely. You know, that kind of thing? That's like, basically, yeah, just a little taste. <laughs> nice, 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 nice. So, 
we're jumping now to the band. Uh-huh. Yes. Where you um, had a, you you had your experiences in. Mm-hmm. You you left those two bands, right? Yes, I did. Move moved on to other things. Yes. The United Talent Band. I started off like when I was say twenty one, thereabouts, staying with hmm. the band, and um, it's like there were intermittent breaks, you know. Um, sometimes we would be more vibrant than other times, but then I stayed years with them, like maybe three, four years. And then after I moved on to the talented visually impaired band, where basically the same thing applied, you know, intermittent breaks for me, because then I would get work and then, you know, like I would work with the band in between and that kind of thing. And, you know, for the record, I work with two hotels you know um that was these were very 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 huge experiences for me um mm-hmm. it opened my eyes a lot and you know it made me realize that visual impairment cannot slow you down i was like telephone operators for both establishments respectfully mm-hmm. you know but um the band the last one that i was with was the talented visually impaired band and i guess i can safely say that the time came for me to just leave you know um we had our ups and downs like so many bands have yes. but honestly i think the time came for me to have left and yes you know that's that's what it is because i look at i look at leaving as something inevitable because i'm with you know i mean we we have formed a band you know like mr kevin monroe and myself and so mm-hmm. had i been with you know the other band or bands i may not have been able to you know, have the time to actually put into, you know, our production what we have put in. So Push everything works out for what good. you have to do. Yes. Yes. Everything works out for good when you really pay attention. For a reason. That. Yes. Uh-huh. So tell us, take us now where you are today now. Alison, Ali, Kat, tell us about what's going on, the good, the bad, the advice. <laughs> tell us about that. As Mr. Kevin Monroe mentioned earlier, we have collaborated right and we go by the universal connection that is the name of our band okay it's a duo and we actually are working on music feverishly we have released an album comprising of 10 songs and that release date was on the 17th of may 2021 and we have also released six singles our music can be found on youtube um, we have a great working relationship, and I'm very happy to say that COVID-19 has thrown many blessings my way, despite what may be going on around us. I look at this as a huge blessing. I've never done this before, meaning collaborated with anybody to, you know, do this sort of thing. So that is my blessing amid COVID-19, and it's not stopping us, and we're going to make headway. We're actually Amen. pressing out Yes. Love that. Yes. So before we wrap up, tell us about Alison in terms of what you do in your spare time, what motivates you, all of that stuff. Um, in my spare time, I love to play with cats and I just love animals on the whole. I read, listen to music, play the, the, the electric keyboard, you know, as often as I possibly can. I talk to myself a lot because uh, people must not be afraid to do that. You need to talk to you. You need to actually find that place deep within where motivation springs from. And you know what's very important? Giving thanks. No matter what you go through, you have to adopt 
a spirit of gratitude because that helps a lot. You know, it really does. So this is my advice to people. Nice. And what would you say to those? Well, let me put this in two parts. The first one is what would you say to those with special needs, whether physical, visual, mental, especially the Caribbean, because oftentimes they can't find a job. They don't have a career option. They're just there. They want to give up. What do you want to say to them? The reality is that I know it's hard. Being unemployed can be challenging for able-bodied persons, um, far less for, you know, like persons with disabilities. However, like I mentioned earlier, it is very important that we adopt a spirit of gratitude. No matter what situation you're in, you have to find it within yourself to give thanks because it helps. It puts you in alignment with something bigger than you. And you will see certain things just happening positively for you. And I can attest to that. I know it's difficult because when you're feeling what you're feeling, that's how it is. You're feeling what you're feeling. However, you have to rise above that and graduate from that level to another higher level where you're able to just be, you're able to give thanks. It's very important to know what you want. When you know what you want, the universe will actually send people and circumstances to actually align you in getting what you want. Also, it's very important to remain humble, okay? Never become swell-headed and always keep in mind that this talent is not yours or mine. It's actually given to, to, to us from the creator. So we need to share it. We need to share it and never take full credit for it right we must never keep it to ourselves and when we share it we must be very humble about doing it don't be swell-headed don't be stuck up always leave room for people to speak to you there's advice can be given from anyone but you have the power to choose whose advice you take never look at anybody's advice as dumb or stupid or you know just unimportant because everybody has something to say and we can make sense or not make sense of what people have to say. Again, I repeat, always remain humble, believe in yourself and always ask for guidance. When you feel stuck, ask for guidance and it will come. Always pray. I always pray. Like if I'm if I find it difficult to compose a song or you know get a little instrumentation for something or write lyrics, I always pray. And the lyrics come because it flows from that inexhaustible wellspring that the creator is responsible for. So, I mean, I'm not a religious person, anything but that. But I can tell you there is a bigger being and we just have to find that and tap into it. So these are my closing words. Remember, guys, life is a journey. Live good, love God. One love, one heart. Let's get together and feel good. See you soon. Hello, I'm Sydney Thorpe. Sydney Sizer is here to help you meet your audio recording needs. Call or WhatsApp 876-281-2801 or you can email me at sidnesizer at gmail.com or sidnesizer at outlook.com or you can Skype me using Sydney Sizer as my Skype name. Sidney
we can talk. Sydney Sizer, where we love to make good things happen.